Hey, y'all, before we dive into today's podcast, I did a fun little interview with my oldest daughter, who is almost four. She's the reason I do what I do because she was a terrible sleeper. So I love how full circle we've come in three and a half years where she loves bedtime. And so I just asked her some questions about bedtime. I think she had more fun with the microphone, but I thought it would be fun just to give you a little insight into who we are, what we do before we get into today's podcast all about your vacations. All right, y'all, enjoy my little interview with Ellie. Hi, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, isn't it? Yes, it is, to do what you know. To do what you know, and this is what I know. I know sleep, and today, my guest on the podcast is none other than my daughter. No. Yes, she's experimenting with the mic, so thank you. Um, Let's see, hey, Ellie, how old are you? I am really three. You are really three. But you know what? At the end of the summer, how old are you going to be? Four. Four years old. That's right. So, y'all, today I just wanted to have Ellie on the podcast to share a little bit about... Hold on. I'm going to ask you some questions. I wanted to know about our bedtime. Can you tell everybody, how do we get ready for bed? We have to take a bath take a shower and then we have to brush our teeth and then we have to put on pajamas and then we sleep and then go back right to bed that's right hey what is your favorite part of getting ready for bed what do you love the most by brushing our teeth you love to brush your teeth Yes. Why do you like that? Because I love it. Because I like to get the toothpaste. Oh, you love the toothpaste. Pa. So let's talk about how you have quiet time during the day. Because do you nap? No, I don't. I have quiet time. I'll be quiet for Hattie. Oh, you got to be quiet for your sister. So can you tell pa. everybody, without speaking into the microphone like a peppa pig how um what do you what do you like to do for quiet time what's something you like to do um play peppa pig you like to play peppa pig (laughs) but do you get to look at the ipad during quiet time no after after that's right so what do you like to do for quiet time what are some of the things you like to do like writing and Writing and skivering. Y'all, you heard us straight from her. So, Ellie, this was your first podcast with us. It was a nice little short episode. Can you tell everybody? Sweet dreams. See you next time. Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. And y'all, let's get these sleep habits under control and being successful so that you can go on vacation and have an amazing time. I was chatting with a mom today and I always ask, hey, what are your goals? What are you trying to do? And she went through her list of, oh, I want my kid to sleep all night long in their bed, stop waking up at night. But more than that, like, I just want time to connect with my husband. And that is where I'm at. Y'all, that is my mission. I want to have families who get to have connection time. They get to have a stress-free bedtime and then they get to take that show on the road. And so this is part two 
podcast talking about travel. So we had episode 14 where I went through surviving the travel day. Episode 15 was a little just kind of in between parts talking with my husband, Chad, about our experience on vacation and kind of talking through what that was like. And that was an impromptu episode. So thanks for that. And I love your feedback. And y'all, aluminum foil is where it's at. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go back and listen to episode 15. But today, I want to really get into how to handle sleep when you are on vacation, like actually giving you guidelines, strategies, and expectations. So I will be walking you through how to handle sleep in a beach house or hotel or condo, uh, if you're staying with a guest, what that means and what that looks like. I'm going to talk to you about what type of bedtime routine you should be doing, how to make adjustments if needed, and then giving you three tips on sleep and some not sleep to just help make travel smoother and help make your stay a whole lot less stressful. All right, before we get into this, y'all, I want to hear from you. Would you tag me on Instagram at littlezsleep or share on the iTunes review? I want to know how you are putting these strategies into practice. So if you're on Instagram, send me a DM, show me, tell me. I want to know how you are practically going on vacation and enjoying it. I want to know on the iTunes review section, like, what was your biggest takeaway? Please let me know. It makes this podcast just a way more connection piece so I can get to know how to best serve you. So, all right, vacation time. Let's get started. You are referring to podcast episode 14 to help you survive the travel day. Now you're there. Now what do you do? Well, I've hinted at the fact that you need to set up the room correctly. And here is the lay of the land. Okay, if you are going to be sharing a room with your kid, let's say you are going to be staying in a condo where you're sharing a room or you're in a hotel, the first thing I would have you do is look into a suite. So if you can somehow get a room that's a little bit bigger or has a separation piece, that is really awesome. If you're staying somewhere long-term, it's great to have an option to separate. This is important because your kid is gonna go to bed at their normal bedtime and you're not. So you could sneak in later in the night when your kid's already asleep and it will be much less distracting. Also, in those early morning hours, like 5, 5.30, when the sunlight is starting to come through, because let's be real, hotel blackout blinds are really not the best, you will be able to at least shield yourself from your baby, from your child, and hopefully buy you a little bit longer sleep. So I really would love to create some type of separation, whether you can get a suite and you have that little half wall or curtain Or if you have to, I would absolutely put a couple of pieces of furniture in front of you in the pack and play, or I would have you hang up some towels or blankets or the extra comforter just to really separate from you and your baby. It's important that we understand that we can create two separate sleeping spaces, even within a hotel room. So that's something I would have you do if you're staying in a hotel long term. That's how we can kind of get around being able to have separate sleeping spaces. If you're in a beach house, let's get creative. If you're in a condo, let's get creative. Is there a bathroom? Is there an extra closet that your child can fit in with their pack and play? So of course, I'm not really talking about toddlers who would fit in a bunk bed or twin or something like that. But if your baby is traveling with you and you have the option to check out a pack and play that fits in a closet, y'all, this makes all the difference. In fact, one of my former clients, Carly, shout out, she sent me a video of perfectly placed 
misplaced pack and play that literally fit right inside the closet. And it wasn't even a walk-in closet. It was just, you know, of course, in the wall and it fit perfectly so that her babies couldn't see her. It was like built-in separator from within the closet to their bed outside in the room. So that's a great way. Let's just think outside the box. It doesn't have to fit in the four walls. It could fit maybe a little bit further beyond in the closet or an extra bathroom. And I love this because we can create a separate space again so that you could come in, sneak in and out and your baby won't know. So that's really a really wonderful way to help create like a separate sleeping space for your baby who is accustomed to sleeping in their separate space because sometimes they will wake up all night long if they are literally right next to you. All right, let's look at if your baby is actually staying and they have their whole own room, maybe you're at a family member's house or just in a place where they have the availability to have their own room. First of all, love that. Let's set up their room just like you would at home, okay? I want dark windows and y'all know I'm all about the aluminum foil. Go check out my Facebook. I have a whole video on using aluminum foil to cover the windows. So I wanna make sure that the room is super dark and we're gonna get the white noise going, everything that you would actually have in their room at home, you're gonna recreate that in their room here on vacation. Now, of course, you're gonna do things in a hotel or things like a a beach house or a closet or a bathroom, Uh, but when you have, it's like a luxury to have their own room, then that's a great just reminder to recreate the same sleeping environment that you have at home when you're on vacation. And when your baby knows how to sleep well, they should be able to carry these skills right into their new environment. So just a little heads up. It doesn't matter if you have a baby who already sleeps 12 hours or you have a toddler who sleeps great through the night. Y'all, night one, you just need to give everybody some grace because it's going to be just getting used to the environment, trying to check out what's actually happening, what's going on and what should we expect and then settle into sleep. So just be forewarned that if you have a baby who sleeps well, it may be a rocky start on night one. And I'm okay with that because it's just a new environment. I don't know about you, but I don't really sleep super solid night one somewhere new. So give your baby that same amount of grace and love that you would probably extend to yourself. But let's just know that we'll get back on track. As you stay throughout the beach week, it's going to be just fine. All right, so how do we continue to cue your baby throughout the whole week? This is what we do and this is how we do it. So let's begin with bedtime routine. Y'all, bedtime routine should be portable. Whatever you do, it's the 30-minute queuing system from bath to feed to books to pajamas and into bed. That whole time that you have built at home, just recreate that same experience when you're on vacation. Now, let's look at like a, a little hard, fast rule of, Becca, should I really do this whole thing? Like, what if we're late one night? What if we've gone out to dinner and it's getting late? It's past their bedtime. What should we do? All right, if it's past their bedtime, let's skip the non-essentials. If you have built a solid expectation with your baby or your child that we do bedtime routine and we get into bed, this gives you the freedom to just kind of cut out some of these parts and pieces that are extras. So when we were at the beach, y'all, you know, when you've got your toddler, you're going to run them ragged. Like I wanted to wear those kids out. So when it got to be bedtime routine, We didn't actually read books. We said goodnight, we sang a song, put them into bed, and that was that. So we didn't even do bath every night because when you're at the beach, you might do bath in the middle of the day. So things might be a little bit off, but you have done such a great job of cueing your kids that, hey, we put our PJs on, we say a key phrase like it's night-night time, it's sleepy time, we can sing a song and then go to sleep. So our bedtime routine while we're traveling is actually not 30 minutes. It's maybe 10 or 15 because we're expediating it and that's okay. 
As long as we get your child that same cueing system of just preparing for bed, getting ready for bed and going to sleep, that is awesome. Now, I would not suggest if you're listening to this like, oh, I didn't even realize that like a bedtime routine should be 30 minutes and it was a cueing system. That sounds pretty important. It is important. And that's going to be a future podcast all on its own. If you're listening to this and thinking like, oh, then I should probably get a bedtime routine going before we go on vacation. Yes and no. If you're about to go on vacation like next week, don't change anything. It's really going to just be super confusing to your baby. And I don't want that to happen. So just keep on doing what you're doing, then get back and then get on a bedtime routine and really solid expectations. But if you're listening to this and you're like, well, awesome, I've been doing a bedtime routine. My child knows exactly what to do. Then virtual high fives and hugs to you because you are really set. Your kid will do so well because they have this cueing system just plugged right into their little brains and they're wired to know what sleep means and take it as a permission to skip the non-essentials. You might skip the book. You might skip the bath. That's okay. We're just going to get them ready and get them down for bed. Say night night and leave the room. I love it. Now, what about naps? You know that I am hardcore about nap schedules and giving your child all the sleep that they need. But come on, we're on vacation. Like, let's have some fun. Let's skip naps every now and then. It's going to happen. But here's my hard and fast rule of when you're on vacation, how to handle day one. Stick to your nap schedule. Y'all, when you get to your new environment, that next day, that first full day you have, I really want you to give your child the gift of going to take their naps at their normal time. Why? Because that travel day took a lot out of them. They probably were off the day before, and it actually takes 24 hours for your child to get back on track. So if you've traveled on a Sunday, guess what? Monday, we're going to get right back into our normal nap rhythm, whether that's a four nap day or one nap day, wherever your child is and however old they are, same nap expectations on day one then you can absolutely take some freedoms and liberties the rest of the week to, okay, we're going to have maybe two days will be day trips and you'll nap in the car. But if we can sandwich in some days where like we're going to get right back into what we do, that is really helpful just to remind your baby and your child, hey, let's get back into the rhythm. Again, it takes 24 hours to get back on track. So let's get back on track. And then you might have another day trip. So if we can kind of sandwich some things in between here, that's really, really good. Y'all, I was talking to someone today at a coffee shop and she said, are you kidding? I always give my kids naps. Like they don't even nap anymore, but I've got to give them naps when we're at the beach because they're just like overtired monsters. And it's true. So my oldest, who is almost four, she hasn't napped in like a year, but we did like a longer quiet time for her at the beach because she just needed that rest. So if you have a kid who doesn't nap anymore, they may take a little snooze after a really hard and long day. And I'm okay with that, but we don't want to get back in the rhythm of giving them naps because guess what? It's a math equation. Your your toddler or preschooler who is like three, four, maybe five years old, guess what? They are only going to get 11 to 12 hours of sleep in a 24-hour period. Um, Their bodies are going to go through a lot when you're traveling. Yes, it's true, but I want them to understand the, the normal expectation is still there. They could maybe have a little nap every now and then because they're just totally spent, but I would much rather get them down early for bed. So as you go through your week or so when you're on vacation... Again, you will have the freedom to go and have day trips, to go and have some fun times, but let's get sandwiched in there some normal days of having a regular nap rhythm. And then if it is a long and hard day and your child is ready, 
Oh my goodness, get them down early for bed. It's going to be a gift for everybody. It doesn't mean they're going to wake up at 4 a.m. the next day. They just need to catch up on some sleep because it's been a long, hard day for them. So through all of this, I want to give you three tips and some ways that you can help really have a stress-free vacation, all right? Tip number one is you do you. I know when you go on vacation with family or friends, you're going to hear all the opinions, right? I want you to close it off because if you have a kid who sleeps well, then you just need to celebrate that, okay? And if you don't have a kid who sleeps well and you're feeling bombarded by all of these opinions, all of these different things that, well, you should do this or you should try that. Oh my goodness, I have been there. Yes, even me, I have been there. And I want you to know that you do you. Don't feel pressured to change things on vacation. In fact, that's a terrible time to change things. Keep on your lane and keep on your path. And if you're ready to make change, let's talk. You can send me a message and we can start to make change when you're back and on your regular footing. All right, my second tip is get help. Oh my gosh, y'all, you don't have to carry everything on vacation. If you are flying You have got to know that babies away is your saving grace. That's B-A-B-Y-S away dot com. Babies away is an amazing baby or child rental thing, child rental service business, whatever. And you can actually rent pack and plays, cribs, whatever you need when you go on vacation. I know you're like, Becca, I can totally just like check the pack and play or check the stroller and it's fine. But why when you could just pay a little bit more and actually have someone set it up and deliver it? Oh, yeah. So when we drove to um, when we flew to California last year, we had babies away deliver two car seats and the crib to where we were staying. And it was incredible. She set it up. It was all ready for us. I didn't have to do anything. It was absolutely incredible. So get help. Have someone else help you with these travel things. All right, my third and final tip is that when you get home from vacation, give everybody some time, all right? It's gonna take some time to adjust. If you come home from vacation and you were in a different time zone, give everybody about a week to just adjust back to normal. And if you're listening to this like, I can't wait because as soon as we get back from vacation, like I'm gonna be working with you. We're gonna make real actual change in my kid's sleep. Love it, but let's wait a, wait a week, all right? I don't wanna jump right into new expectations. Or if you wanna DIY sleep training, go for it, but wait a week, give everybody that adjustment period and then start to make change. It's going to take, you know this, it's gonna take like a week to recover from vacation and that's okay. So I hope you guys have an amazing summer. Let me know, give me some shout outs on Instagram or on the iTunes review section. I wanna know how are you putting these things into practice? What are you doing to have such a fun vacation with your family this summer? Okay, I am so excited to hear from you. Sweet dreams, see you next time.